Hello, Weebs, new and old, and welcome back to Gateway to the Animus, the podcast that aims to guide an anime novice to the weird, wide, and wonderful world of Japanese animation, and other things too, if it so takes our fancy. My name is Sam, a self-proclaimed anime expert, and with me as always is our novice, Will. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We are here to talk about all things great and wonderful, including animation of the uh, Japanese variety, and sometimes some other things as well. Um... We, we jump around a bit. Thank you for coming along. I hope you enjoy the journey as much as we do. Uh, it really, it's just an excuse for me and Sam to catch up. Because Sam lives in Japan, if you didn't know. And I live in the UK. Hello. And Sam moved to Japan and abandoned us all. So this is the only way we can keep no, in contact. I we left actually have all a, behind. We have a contract. He's not allowed to miss a week. And we have to catch up every yeah. Sunday. Um, otherwise, This is actually true. And we thought, why not produce content out of it to exactly. excuse the fact that we're not able to see each other as often as we would like it's, very, it's, very, it's my very fault sad. i left like i can't be sad about this like this is this is my issue i don't know you can you can it is your issue it's definitely your issue but you can you can still be sad like you know sometimes we have to do things sometimes we have to move away sometimes we have to move on but it doesn't mean that we don't love each other it just means that we're sick of each other's faces and need some time apart um some physical time apart <laughs> on that note sam nine thousand uh, miles Yes, we're gonna we're gonna talk Star Wars. Um, we are gonna talk about Star Wars today. Yeah, yeah. So um, I recently watched the Book of Boba Fett, Boba Fett, however you want to say his name, Boba, um, Boba T uh, Fett, Boba T. But yeah, yeah, Boba. sure. Letter T, T. Fett. Yeah, like Mister T. <laughs> like Mister um, like T. Like Mister T. But he's also got a lot of tapioca balls attached to it. Sure, sure. Um, because i just watched it um it's been out for ages this is old news to a lot of people um but mm. i have been I, I, I didn't want to watch it for ages i wasn't really in the star wars mood i was sort of mandalorian out and mm. the, the 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 sense that i got from everyone was it was like it's almost like a tagline and i think it was it was a bit of a, a probably not a good tagline i, th- I don't think they yeah. put this on the on the um on the t-shirt on the, on the poster it's, it's not on the poster <laughs> but basically the 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 overriding opinion was boba fett good basically the mandalorian after a few episodes and i was like right yeah okay. it's yeah it, it starts off as this really kind of interesting character piece on boba fett like the cool assassin from the original movies who everybody wants to know more about and then has the most embarrassing death in maybe all of Star Wars history, but he's not actually dead. He's no, back. He crawls um, out of the Snorlax. No, that's the Pokemon. The Snorlax. The Snarlax. The Sarlax is what it's called. Sarlax. Right. So he he crawls back, and we get this really interesting kind of look at what does the world's sorry the galaxy's greatest bounty hunter do when he's been stripped of his armor and he has to kind of work his way and get back onto his feet. Um, but then, like you said, halfway through, it just turns into Mandalorian season 3.5 or no, season 2.5. Season 2.5, yeah. 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 Which basically, and, and this is uh, one of the biggest criticisms for the Book of Boba Fett is that, and the Mandalorian season three, is that all the tension from the end of season two where Grogu goes off with, full spoilers, by the way, uh, if you've not <laughs> yeah, watched yeah. The Mandalorian Season 2. I just kind of caught myself just at the right moment there. Yeah. Um, we are going to be spoiling everything, pretty much. Mm. Um, yeah, so Grogu, Baby Yoda, goes off with Luke Skywalker, freshly what? de-aged. No way! Then they just resolve all of Doesn't that. Doesn't look any Boba better Fett. in the Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett, does he? I, I, 
so interestingly, there's a behind the scenes <laughs> picture of the stunt, not the stunt double, but the, the body double who plays um, Luke for Mark Hamill. And he's just like a clone of Mark Hamill. He looks exactly like him. So why didn't you just use this guy? He's just got dots on his face to make him look more Lukey. But he looks <laughs> like Lukey. Mark Hamill already. <laughs> That's the technical, the technical, um, yeah, the technical vocabulary. Let's make him look more Luke. He, need, he needs he needs more, more Luke. Luke in him. Wait, yeah. don't cut he needs more of a bot um, cut. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, I didn't. Uh, yeah, it was a bit. It was a bit weird. Um, okay. So, but Boba, book of Boba Fett. What 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 is the story here, Sam? What 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 happens? He's he, oh, he escapes the Snorlax. Um, he he it, joins the Snorlax some is chasing people. him. He's got some berries. He joins the Sand People. He joins the Tuscan Raiders. I really enjoyed the Tuscan Raider section of him, like kind of learning Did their you? ways and, and skills. I thought it was good, kind of him teaching them to fight back, and um, that almost like as Star Wars always is, is that rebellion story. And he teaches them how to fight properly to defeat the um, it's the Empire, right? Who are who are on their trading routes and getting in the way. Um, is it the Empire? I, so it's it's kind of unclear. Was it <laughs> I'm not really sure. I, it was the people was, was on like the big the, train. It was a big train. It was a big train heist. Yeah, it was. It was those guys basically. I think they were maybe a Empire adjacent. Um, <laughs> yeah, Empire so them. I thought I'd slipped into the Fast and the Furious franchise, to be honest, because they were just like <laughs> speeding along by a train, jumping on it. It's it all all fun. You know, big old fight. Really good. Yeah. Good old. Yeah. Good old stuff. It was good stuff. Um, and then he becomes a was criminal. Was it a warlord. little bit? Yeah, criminal warlord. Yes, that's how it ends. Um, and we have a, oh, the, a British um, the, uh, mod rock biker gang turns up. Yes, yeah, like they the do. Modders. Yeah, they do. Um, <laughs> there's also so a weird. cowboy, um, robot cyborg thing. No, yes, you don't remember is. the guy, the the, the um yes. bounty hunter guy that sort of knows Boba Fett from when he was young, apparently. From- yeah, from way um, back. But he's dressed when. as a yeah, Western yeah. character. Um, yeah, there's actually some like pirates. Oh wait, actually no. Are the pirates? The pirates are in Mandalorian. Mandalorian. And this is this is the problem, right? It all just bleeds together. And so I haven't seen all of Mandalorian season three because I started watching that after I'd finished Bob, the book of Boba Fett. And so you're kind of still working that continuity, it. right? Um, yeah. Well, like. Um, so if, uh, there's a few things that like, uh, there's a lot going on that I don't really know enough about because I don't know enough about Star Wars lore. So okay. like you say, the, the Tusken Raiders um, bit was quite interesting, although it does feel like, um, what's that What's that condition you get? What, what's that thing um, where you fall in love with your captors? Oh, Stockholm Syndrome. Absolutely. Yeah, it bas- It felt yeah. very Stockholm Syndrome-y. Um, he just, <laughs> he's just like, hey, you guys are beating me up and, make- and forcing me to and dig for water. And- yeah. Yeah. But uh, now we're, now we're comrades you. in arms. Yeah. Um, and he wins mm. them over. And that's all okay, I guess. Um, I liked his new fighting style and, you know, uh, having yeah, that Yeah, using stuff. the kind of more, like, physical not weaponry. Sure- not sure how I felt about the whole lizard up the nose going off to find the tree from the Simpsons movie that tells him what to do. Yeah. In the, the right direction. The weird trippy scene. Yeah. That wasn't comes back good. with a, comes back <laughs> with a stick from the tree and they're all like, Hey, he's back. 
Yeah, this whole thing was a gift to him, so it's like... You, you should be glad that I shoved that lizard up your nose. You're yeah, welcome. Yeah. And the lizard <laughs> just like, stays there until he comes back and then just pops out <laughs> again back into the ball. It's like a little re- weirdly specific Pokemon that just It's like Ratatouille. Gives people it's gone visions. up his nose and he's like pulling strings on his brain to make him walk into the front of the tree. It's like this lizard is... Instead of cooking, it's just navigating the desert. It's plain. like an adaptation to the licking of the toad, isn't it? Like <laughs> instead of licking the toad and having a trip, you, a, a toad, a skinny toad, is going to go up your nose, go up your um, nose, and and give you visions. Sure, but then it's not a vision because he actually finds. And the he tree does it though, yeah, and so... comes back with a part of the tree. So it's what... probably the force. Probably the force. <laughs> The force did it. It's, yeah, it's probably the those uh, midi chlorians. Oh it's, it's, God! It was a midi chlorian uh, newt. That's what it was. A midi chlorian newt. Yes, a force uh, yeah. bathed in the bath, bathed, bathed in the sea of midi chlorians. Oh God! Um, yeah. So, yeah. What What did you think of the second half then? So after he kind of refines himself and gets his armor back and he heads into town, um, what did you think of him becoming the new crime boss and his various sniveling underlings coming to try and give him deals and the the old powers that be trying to like wrest control away from him and, and obviously him going and I quite liked it. I quite liked it. I thought it was a nice balance between what the first the the prequels tried to do and become more a bit more political, more about the systems at play mm. and look at the the wider political frictions that are going on but also still having all of the fight scenes and the 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 combat and the 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 weird aliens and stuff that make Star Wars Star Wars i think mm. they sort of learned from the prequels that were very too much sort of just you know very yeah it's, if, it's you, if you start talk talking about, about trade routes and like taxes yeah, yeah. that you have to pay on your things you're too we deep. all know the problems with the prequels <laughs> um but yeah i think that that that, that was quite nice seeing that but i thought I think I'd have. I enjoyed a lot of this, right? I'm not. I'm not. Mm. I, I, I genuinely did. I was engaged. I didn't think it. I think there, were, there is a problem with the Mandalorian and this in general, where they focus a lot on setting and you know ambiance, deserts. Sometimes deserts. It's sometimes it's a bit slow. <laughs> I didn't feel that too much. Um, I thought generally the pacing was okay. Uh, really. Oh, my mic just did a funny thing. Hopefully that sounds okay. Um, uh yeah i think the the second half my problem with the second half and, and, and like again like what's you said problem, i was dude? engaged with it what's your problem what's your, what's your problem man what are you talking mm. about coming in here to this positive podcast chatting like you have a problem what are you doing no um my issues with the second half are that we have so many flashbacks whilst he's in the healing tank and then he's yeah. recruited all again, this weird modern scene of British youth that are now working for him. And it all culminates in this big rancor on invincible yeah, yeah. Imperial drone battle that just didn't feel satisfying. Like, even though it's like, yes, this is meant to be his big moment. I disagree. I really liked that. Did you? I just felt yeah, like there was just um, so much faffing around the town and not actually dealing with the big death droid. And then, like, <laughs> the Rancor just gets slapped about a bit and it's like, okay, fine. 
I don't I know. know. I thought it, it I thought matter. I thought there were genuine stakes there. I don't think like any of the 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 rebellion team ever really felt like dying. But with the Rancorn, I I, I genuinely thought it was gonna it could potentially die here, and I I was gonna be like, oh, that, that's, that's oh no, that's sad, not the Rancor, the horrible murder monster. <laughs> Yeah, but it's being forced into this. It's, it's always a thing, isn't it? It's like the whole Pokemon mm. argument. It's like when when yeah. you when you take something that and they do try and I can't remember exactly what they say, but they try and say Le- that the rank so isn't right. Yeah, it's like they've got a bond. Of, he, he imprints, he imprints and... on the first person he sees, and then he's got this control hmm. over it. And then you're going to force it to fight your battles, and if it ends up dying, that's kind of sad, you know. It like is, it's it's yeah. not his battle. It's fighting for the for the people. Um, people. But people of this desert. So yeah, there was um I quite liked that um that weight to it. And and I know look, it's big rancor against big droids, like you say, but those droids were pretty pretty badass, you know. They 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 tore some stuff up and like they were hard they they, they didn't really have a what, you don't you disagree? What like, do you what look, do you want, man? Like look, I'm the it's, I'm it's the them, giant he's, robot he's a, guy. A, a, I love a giant robot. You know this about me. Yeah. The listeners know yeah, this about so what's me. what's your problem, man? Giant the robots. The shield, it was so just cut blanche, just, I have this invincible energy shield, and that's why I'm so good. Like, no. But that's just, that's what they have. Those battle droids have them. It's dumb. <laughs> I didn't like it in episode one. I don't like it here. Like, having just this invincible energy shield. Why does every droid not have this shield? Why does every ship not have this shield if we've got an Im- well, they like do. a literal impregnable Ships do have energy force shield. fields they have some force field but it's not the same as this one which is visible and like blocks everything ships still get hit whereas this is like arguably it's only visible because it's not in space if it was in space you'd see straight through it there'd be no reflection can you give me a source on that <laughs> um <laughs> my sources i made it the hell no. up <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's, let's shut the hell up um yeah, but yeah look, if it landed okay, for you fine. you glad. don't like the droids look yeah. i didn't realize you had such a, a predisposition to these droids like i'm like fine. Mando if you know, if you've got way, something i just these droids man yeah um okay fine um I, I also thought you like there was a bit too much well i, I what the the whole series or just like that particular bit. Oh, um, first one, then the other. I I th- I liked like I think it's harsh to just say that it's um it just turns into the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian turns up. The Mandalorian plays his part. Um, and we get a little bit of you know there is a whole episode I think basically dedicated to what's going on um with, with Grogu Mando at this. Uh, yeah, yeah, with yeah. Grogu, but also Mando with the with the dark saber and stuff. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And, and how he gets that. Uh, well, no, he does not actually how he gets it, is it? Is he's he's already got it at this point. Yeah, but so he sort of he takes it he's home, training with it. Maybe he's training. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that was a nice breakup of events, and it showed like where, how how they're becoming intertwined, and then like them two working together is really cool. Like they're they're fu- yeah. when they're when they're, they're sort of back to back in the in the town. Um, I, think I don't think they were pati- team up is good. Like it's always fun to yeah, see yeah, yeah. the different ones. Like one's got a machine gun and one's got a blade and one's using a flamethrower. Like they, I, it's fun to see all of them interacting because they. This is meant to be like the galaxy's premier fighting force. So, of course, like it's is gonna it? be cool when. Well, they're meant to be like the best assassins and the best like kind of mercenaries, right? Yeah. So for yeah, them to yeah. come in, it's like ah oh, yeah, 
let's see some cool finding styles yeah. and, and whatnot. Although a lot of that is basically because they've got the best armor. Yeah, they, they have the cheat code, right? They get shot a lot. They they do. <laughs> <laughs> Even at the Bang. very end, they've got this Western guy who's like, hey, hey, uh, Boba, uh, I'm still quicker than you. And he's like, and Boba literally but just my armor is better. <laughs> yeah, he literally just goes, yeah, but I've got armor on. And he's like, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about see. that. I definitely do have armor on. <laughs> and he just plows into him with this. He just shoots him and with it's this, just like, like this. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, he does go down for some reason. Like, I'm assuming he's hitting him in, in weak spots, like in the, like in in the, the joints of his shoulder. Yeah, in the joints. Because it does look like that. But um, I don't know. It does just feel very much like if you didn't have your armor, you would be screwed. Why? And you say, why doesn't every droid? Why doesn't every droid have a shield? Why doesn't everybody just have this armor? Because <laughs> like, they monopolize it, seems... it goddammit. But the thing, this is what I like about the man. The, the thing that I like about the Mandalorian armor versus the shield is the shield is just invincible. Done. What I like about the Mandalorian armor no, is it's not. You get a rancor through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just go get my rancor. Like, it's all right. But the thing with the Mandalorian armor is. If you get, like, like that very first episode when he goes and finds the big rhino thing, like, that thing kicks him and knocks him the hell out. He is done. Because he's still getting rattled around inside this armor. He's still just a flesh. Yeah, but dude. the armor is still indestructible, though, right? Because the Rancor but can he break isn't. through the shield, but he can't bite the, he can't bite the helmet of But he can bend the, he the, can, like, bend the metal, right? Like, if he, the Rancor stood on you, I imagine, like, that's... Because like he's got gaps, he's gonna like. I don't know. Cut. He's biting your skull, and it's not even scratching it. He's bright. He's biting the helmet, and it's doing nothing. It's doing nothing. But if you threw him and he hit something, then he's down. And that's what I like about it. Is he's just yeah, because he's the man inside. He's a grubby guy, and like that's exact. That G-forces. logic applies exactly the same apply to the droid, as, the, as the droid. The you throw the droid. Off. No, but it didn't. He li- that it, it literally shows the Rancor throwing him into a building and it crumpling. Yeah, again, but you need a Rancor-sized thing to do that. <laughs> Whereas with the Mandalorian, it's like a person can, That's because can the hit him is enough. Rancor-sized. This is dumb. <laughs> like, Star Wars is dumb. The droid is Rancor-sized. If the droid was two foot tall then baby yoda could throw it yeah like, and baby and yoda I'd be does fine throw with the droid it does I'd lift up the droid with that. but no you've got this dumb shield you know what maybe i've maybe i've not remembered this correctly but i'm gonna make this hill this bed and i'm gonna die on it the shield is dumb the armor really? is cool the end yeah. <laughs> so anyway the book of boba fett pretty good all in i would say i enjoyed it i want to see I, more of him i would yeah, I want to I mean, see him I, come I back as a cameo. I don't know what development we got. What? I want to see him cameoing in other series. I want to see the actor who plays Boba Fett coming back, speaking in his beautiful New Zealand accent, and just hamming it up around the Star Wars world. Because he's a good actor, and I like yeah. that they got him back. I'm not sure about like his character growth. Um, he didn't really... He just sort of stuck to his principles, I guess, as Mandalorians are supposed to. Mm. <laughs> just... Like he just kind of yeah, just we're just gonna. I am still don't kill people. Oh, he does kill someone in the end though. He kills the kills the cowboy, which is nice. Doesn't let him live. That's good. Yeah, um, murder is what we wanted. Last time. I don't know. I enjoyed it. It's a fun, fun, fun ride. It wasn't too sort of slow. Like um, what was it? Uh, Obi Wan was, uh, was very, very sort of slow. slow. Yeah, 
And I get it because um, you're supposed to be like I think that- reflecting in. But again, Oberon has problems that we can go into another time. <laughs> just just six episodes of counseling for Oberon. That's all it is. It's just like he's been waiting twenty years for this him on a counseling. Sofa. <laughs> He deserves it. Just twiddling his thumbs. And again, I'd I'd watch you McGregor do anything. I could watch him read the phone book. Love you, Ian. Um, oh, fun fact. Yes. Speaking of Star Wars, I you know you know the um you know the guy um you know <laughs> the you guy. know the the beginning of the the beginning of the prequels, Phantom Menace. There's this uh, you've got you and McGregor and um uh Liam Neeson yes. entering entering the ship. And you've got the droid that brings them tea. Yes. Right? The C-3PO style one, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I met that droid. I met that person. The person that's in the droid. What? When? Yeah, How? At a family barbecue a couple of weeks ago. It's just, they're, they're, they're a family friend. Seriously? My partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Oh, that is so cool. Yeah. He, so you're now... He showed us photos of him with Ewan McGregor. Like, you're two degrees of separation. Like, one degree of separation away from Ewan McGregor and... Liam Neeson. Basically, like, he's on speed dial. Yeah, like, he's basically you know, like, you can just call him up and just be like, hey, yeah. Ewan, yeah. got a party. Well, I'm uh, not going here. to, because that would be disrespectful be and rude. Cringe, but, like, bro. Um, I could. But I could. Obviously. And don't you ever forget it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. just random that it came out at, at this barbecue. I was like, that is that is pretty cool. That is um, great. Anyway, cool. should, we, should, we, should we move on? Yeah, let's move it along. <laughs> Okay, Will, this week I have brought you another succulent anime to enjoy. Uh, what is the name of this wonderful show that we are checking out today? Depends where you want to put the emphasis. I'm going to go Mega Lobox. Ah, uh, you see, you're incorrect because it is Mega Lobox. Like a Scottish man Megalobooks. up in the highlands. Megalobooks. Megalobooks. Ah, uh, of course. Nah, Sorry, it's, yeah. Uh, no, uh, yeah. Megalobox? Yeah, like, Megalobox. I genuinely don't know where to, the emphasis needs to be. Just, all, Megalobox, just let it flow. Like, just let it running flow, off bro. Just Megalobox. Megalobox. Like, Triceratops. Triceratops. Don't dox us. Megalobox. <laughs> Bad. Sorry? Yeah, anyway. Yeah. So, Megalobox. This 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 uh, series was on ITV Hub, of all things. What? <laughs> for real? Yeah, I watched this for free on ITV How on the TV. How did you even... Yeah begin season to one. find it's because it's, it's season two on Crunchyroll. i was like i don't want to watch season two i want season oh, one. Oh, so how did i did i sail the seven seas for the first season i must have done season two i definitely remember being on Crunchyroll because it was like it was the big thing mm. it was a big promoted thing for season yeah two. don't think it had uh i'm pretty sure i didn't because i checked there first and then i just googled it and i was like oh itv, ITV of all things so um yeah I, I i went sat down ready to watch this and i will be completely honest mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting a lot oh. because I had just got back from the cinema after watching Across the Spider-Verse. Um, Across the Spider-Verse. <laughs> it's a tough act to follow. And I was thinking, it's a very tough <laughs> act, to, act to follow when you're thinking of animation. Um, um, there are no spoilers here for Spider-Verse, don't Thank worry. Thank you. Um, Full spoilers next week as we, <laughs> as we break yeah. it down. Yeah. Oh, can't wait. Can't wait. We're definitely breaking it down. Um, so I wasn't holding out much hope, but spoilers for my view on this, did a very good job. Really thought this was uh, well put together. 
great. You know, it it ticked a lot of boxes for Mm. me. I got a lot out of this sort of personally. I found that the, the, there's so many things that, yeah, like I say, ticked a lot of boxes, like the world setting, the Mm. character design, the character, um, the, the, the protagonist, the motivation, the pacing, the, the, dialogue mm. um, Did you want, I, was I it in double so or sub for you speaking of dialogue Duh. okay cool so be a nice oh. point of comparison yeah. there okay cool 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 and so yeah. all of these things came together to make you feel like quite a solid show yeah yeah really solid show um so so for the genuinely for the mm-hmm. i was gonna say for the first time in a long time wanted to carry on watching wow wanted to stick with it and 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 and, and i had to stop myself from going to episode four um I have got hay fever at the minute, and I am about to sneeze. There we go. Bless you. Good, sir. Bless you a second time. Oh, oh wonderful. Look at this. It's a bit there of we go. You've got to love that stuff. Yeah. Audience at home, oh, you I'm can just also gonna line up that pollen. A lovely, a lovely bless what? you to Will. To say, it's okay. <laughs> you can sneeze here. This is a safe space. Okay, so cool. So, um, so let's break down Megalobox. Um you, yes, you've already said that it's it's very interesting, good character designs, good world building, good settings. But we've mm. not actually talked about what it is. Is it about something mm. inside of a yeah. box? Is it about a megalodon? What are we doing here, Will? What is this show about? <laughs> Tell me, megalodon. I went to Triceratops before megalodon. Oh well, um, that that's passed. a you problem. Um, you can. <laughs> that is a me problem. Uh, what is it about? So this is um, Rocky Balboa in cyberpunk absolutely it um, is that's basically it so it it opens up ve- feeling almost almost terminatory mm. um it reminds me of the scene from star trek and the new the the new um chris pine ones where the very first film i think he's um bombing across the uh the, the sort of like the, the wasteland and, oh, and his, and his bike. stepdad's car oh yeah yeah in the car oh yeah, stepdad's yeah. bike is it and he he, ba- he bails out and it, it goes off and it's all this like pent-up angst yeah. from this young boy trying to sort of make a name for himself and wanting to be something bigger than him bigger than his uh upbringing allows yes. and it's it's a similar situation here this uh, we we don't have a name for this character do we, we apart no from we have punk dog junk dog is it punk dog junk dog Junk dog. so his initial name is, is junk dog and then as the series progresses yeah. and i love the the way that they um use the billboard that he sees uh in episode two to episode three episode three. Oh, is it two uh i think it's two. he gets the name in three and i think he sees mm. yeah. and, and and he takes cool. on the name of joe because if you want to go live in the district it's a wonderful district life it's not for your average joe and he goes, well, that's exactly what I am, but I'm not going to let that define yeah. me. So bang, I'm going to choose the name Joe to to lead me through, like you said, Rocky Balboa style, into this world of boxing, the Megalo Box this Arena. Underdog. Yes, the underdog, the yeah, junk so- dog, yes. Yeah, so it, it basically, it's boxing, but you have assisted technology to sort of help you. And the, the, it comes in the form of like an exoskeleton mm, for your torso. Um, and it allows much more power and control, which is insane when you think about it. Like people get concussions people die. and um, people die in just normal boxing. Um, and now we put yeah, hydraulics on like, it. Machine powered, <laughs> putting hydraulics and even beyond that, like the, the, the guy, the, the, one of the 
Yuri, is it Yuri? Yuri, the, yeah. The, the creme de la creme of the, boxers. The Megalobox He's got champion. this like cyborg upper body suit. And it's like this thing is clearly packing a punch, literally. And does... How is that not just like crushing people's skulls when they do it? Yep. Because they have no upgrades on their face. No, they have no upgrades on their flesh, heads. And they are getting so, absolutely brained by these robotically enhanced super arms. So there is a bit of suspension of disbelief, right? You have to be so I of... think so. You've got to kind of go like, okay, the gear can support for so much. And there's an idea that the gear is somehow limited in the way that it is uh, like when you're in a match. But also... The okay. the weight and the the action lines that it's drawn when it actually lands is like, oh my god, if you take a hit to the face, you're done. <laughs> like Yeah. We see Joe's gear and it's even even his initial gear is very kind of um even though it's quite old, he's still managing to dish out some punishment with it. And you think taking a body blow from that, that's a cracked rib. That's gotta be. You you're looking at fractures almost every time yeah. this lands. And so you would imagine in a cyberpunk setting with extra robot arms attached to your boxes that a lot of it would play around defense and kind of using the gear to take hits, which you see a little bit of. Yeah, yeah, But it yeah. all tends yeah. to just come down to who can punch the other guy in the face with his robot arms the best. <laughs> and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and arguably first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, who can land a punch first? Who has fastest wins? Kind of takes... Yeah, that kind of takes the sort of spectacle out of it a little bit, doesn't a bit, it? If you break um, it down that much. But in the moment when this is all happening, I think the show yeah. does a great job with the music and the and the angles that they're shooting it from of making each match feel really visible. The cinematography, the 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 the, the, ang- the, the camera angles are brilliant. Um, the fight, the fighting in ge- in in general is really high quality. Mm. Like I love the action scenes, the way they slow it down, the way they um, choose to look look at a particular shot really stellar um performance i think from from the from the from the animators um yeah fun fact about the the animation it's itself. a crazy it's a crazy world just yeah, to, yeah. before we get into the world building um they actually when they um rendered out the episodes they wanted this to feel like um almost like an old 90s anime, 80s anime. So what they did is they put a special filter on oh, it okay. to kind of round the edges off and put a bit of noise on the screen, like as a creative choice to make this look a bit more grungy and a bit more kind of um, of its era mm. rather than being super sharp and super crisp, like a lot of anime are today. Like if you look at um, whatever's yeah, there now. Yeah, I liked that. I yes, liked that. super crisp. You can see every outline almost. But with Megalobox, they went out of their way to, to say, okay, let's let's faded in let's bleed out the colors let's make things look a bit more fuzzy for this choice and i think that it really works in selling this kind of dirty underground boxing world that we we're faced with in the first three episodes so that 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 resonates with one of my big um my big points of this and it's kind of a a backhanded compliment to the show it's it's, it's a compliment to the show definitely but kind of a, a, a a big insult to everything else because what this is is not anime Ooh. like it, it feels very very different to a lot of and like that's example number one it's not crisp it's not um hyper focused on like eye shots and things like that to, and like 
a lot of the cliches that you get from typical shonen animation yeah. we say uh but i think it does cover I, I do think it covers like the rom-coms i think it covers loads of genres that we've done like the, the it's not relying the, on the tropes, way anime right? is portrayed the over it's it's not falling back on yeah yeah, very yeah. And easy to do like he lands a punch and then it cuts to a guy in the crowd who's going oh my god he punched him like this because of the, he's not explaining it they're letting things happen yeah yeah in real almost not real time yeah. but they're letting things just play out and then you as an audience but you're right that, that's that's the other big thing that i wanted to say is that, that, that they're not overexposing at all like even from the way dot from from the beginning of the show they let it breathe mm. like they let the characters just go and do their thing like it, it it feels real. It feels raw. They're, it feels like they have um, autonomy to, to go and to do what they want. Um, and I just, I just think like it's, it's edgy. It's different. Like, like there's a, I think it set the scene very early on when that he was watching the news report and the, the, the they're expositing a little bit, sort of talking about this mega megalovania, mega, what's not it me- called? Megalonia. Sorry, not megalovania. That's a completely unrelated undertale thing. Yeah, you're right. Megalo- Megalonia. <laughs> Megalonia. Yeah, so they talk about the Megalonia, the world championship boxing competition that ends up being this sort of driving force behind Joe and and, and the other characters. Um, and before they sort like she's talking and she's like, and the biggest, best boxer in the in the whole darn world is, and he turns the TV off. He's like, no, nah, I'm not interested in that. And that's it. And I'm like, that's nice. Like, that's not over-expositing. Mm. Like, you could just have this big thing. And then you know who he's going to face. You know all this. But he's not yeah. bothered. The character's not bothered. So neither are we. And then we we see, we see follow him on his journey. And he's not bothered about the tournament until later on because of a pent-up, yeah. you know, teenage angst and like rebellious nature and stuff and like um all this sort of stuff um so yeah i thought i thought it was really it felt it just felt real man like it felt felt a lot of that comes down to joe as a character (laughs) because we're meeting him like typically in a sports anime because boxing is a sport like this follows some of the um key it's one of the originals one of the it was the the og sports One of the the first five sports in the Olympic Games. Bang, bang, bang. Um, (laughs) But we meet Joe and he's already started his journey. We're not meeting the protagonist and he's getting roped into these CD boxing matches. He's already established as a fighter who is working with Nambu to throw fights or to win fights as he's dictated. And so we know that there's that spark in him that he wants this real confrontation, this real battle, like an actual test of his skills. Yeah. He keeps, cl- he keeps saying, and give me a real fight. I don't want to throw. Yeah. Anymore. And, and yeah. to find him, this is something that would maybe come along in a, in a regular sports or boxing show. Um, after the first couple of arcs, like they, they win and then they make a dodgy decision. They're trying to go pro. They have to throw fights. They, they meet the mafia, but this is where we're introduced to Joe. And, because of that, we already know that this guy's gone through a lot. We don't even know his regu- we don't even know his name. We don't know what he's about, but we know that he's got a heart of gold. Because when we see him helping out the kids in episode three um, and going out of his way to save them, even though he's, you know, kind of a bit unhinged because he just wants to fight people who are stronger than him as much as possible, yeah. he does have the, like this yeah. root in. And he the tries story, and and I think that's what makes him. So- he drives his motorbike off cliffs. As a- yeah, 
He crashes his bike a lot. <laughs> yeah, he does. And I think it's this um it's just, it's 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 quite dark I think in a lot of ways. They don't they don't explicitly say a lot of stuff, but it's the like, idea that he wants to he wants yeah. to escape he wants to, he wants to he wants to move he wants to sort of just for it all to end and it's that frustration with life and the hand he's mm. been dealt and he's just constantly pushing his boundaries and i think that's why like he loves fighting so much because he's living he's life on the edge. edge he doesn't care he whether just, he dies he wants he to push himself that. as far as he, he says can. that in the middle and of a fight if he goes down and if that's the last fight that he has then so be it and, and no that's it again with, with riding the <laughs> motorcycle he rides it recklessly he crashes like in front of the ceo of the uh megalonia uh corporation and meet, uh, that's when he meets yuri and he just doesn't care like th- th- this is something that for most people would be almost like a life-changing event you crash your motorcycle and he's just like yeah, whatever like fight me come on <laughs> let's do it it's al- it's almost like he's looking <laughs> yeah and and the, the, this motif is carried very heavily by the op as well um this idea that he is a lone wolf, he's not got a pack, he's not got anybody to call family, he's almost seeking out survival day by day, but he doesn't care because he's not got that connection with anybody. And we start to see him making those yeah. connections, even in these first three episodes with, with Nambu, who is his trainer slash um, agent, and then the kids as is well. It, um, is it... Um, when you talk about... Um, D and D characters is it chaotic, chaotic, lawful, or chaotic? Like he is definitely chaos. I feel yeah, Joe like, is in, chaos in, in, in whatever I think form. Cha- chaotic lawful um, suits it because he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow yeah. the rules, but I'm gonna do it in my own way. I'm gonna do it in my yeah. way. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna yeah, do it like as the just, letter. Yeah. I technically complied with the laws. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and he's technically a good guy that's like, you know, not like murdering people and stuff like that. Um, he's staying within, especially like the, the, you know, the big sort of laws. Um, but he's just, just chaos. He's just like full gun ho into everything. Doesn't care about the consequences. And it's that, I think it's that sort of like, um, almost like jokery sort of like, I don't care what happens. I'm just out for my own experience. Like I want to get the most out of everything. I'm going to ride my bike at hundred miles an hour. Um, And it's like, it's, it's, I think it is that escape. It's that like, he feels trapped. He feels trapped in his circumstances. He feels trapped in the hand that he's been down. And he's not been given an escape. He can't, he's not been, the only escape he's found is fighting. And he can't break free. So the only so the only yeah and and riding the bike and i think that's what like people tell me i can't i've got to be safe on my bike i'm i I don't have to be this is me it's my life in my hands i'm not responsible for anyone else if i want to if i want to crash my bike if i want to go out in a a blaze of glory then Mm. so be it that's that's me taking control and it's it's them hit it's and i think that's what what it comes down to and it's almost like we're seeing yeah, I think I think it's very powerful, and they. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think it is very powerful. It's almost like we're seeing a person who is struggling with their own inner trauma and their own um, elements of depression, and with the world around them, like the world has caused him to feel this way, exactly like you said. And then, through like he almost found his way out with boxing, but then he's been kind of cornered by Nambu, who is forcing him to instead of the the shining escape that he thought it was going to be, now he has to throw matches and he has to go down in, in whatever round. And it's just beating him down and beating him down and beating him down. This is a man who's on the brink. And then he meets Yuri 
Yes, yeah. And then suddenly yeah. there is this glimmer of hope. Really nice. It's to a nor- not I'm not going to use the word normal, but to to a an outside viewer looking in, the fact that this cyborged up mega cyberpunk robot man is what is giving Joe the will to live is not regular. But for Joe, <laughs> that's it. And as as a hook for a story, him being like, okay, I'm actually going to focus. I'm going to start training. I'm going to start looking for better gear. I'm going to realize that maybe I don't need the gear. For him to find that within himself and then keep pushing forward, it, 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 there's a level of inspiration there. It's almost like you don't have to just have... Oh, absolutely! It's 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 the get up and um, find something. It's, it's, it's the willpower and the and and something. It 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 just shows that drive, that human nature to survive. And he's like, he's he's struggled with, with all of the things that you said, like the depression and all of those things from his from what hand he's been dealt. And then Yuri comes along, and it's like, hold on a minute. This is what I need. This is this is it. It's it just jumps around from different things, trying to get that, trying to get that um emotion back trying to get that like trying to get mm. something to feel something other just than just like despair um and like the world isn't yeah monotony so you know he goes thrill seeking and and then he gets that glimmer in his eye when he gets punched and it's like okay this is what it's about i've never had more Here fun in my life and he's just and it's crazy that we can say all this after three episodes and no exposition yeah. really like this isn't like he's told us all of this, but because of great directing, because of great dialogue and character, um, you know the, the, the way the characters move and the way the characters express themselves, you can you can mm. pick all of this up. And it's amazing um, that we can pick it up because most anime would just, just feed it, yeah, that to you on a silver platter and be like, here you go, here's the tragic backstory. But we can infer so much about Joe just from the way that he acts in these first three episodes. And I think that that is a real testament to the way that they have approached this show. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah. Good stuff. Um, I, I wanted to kind of yeah. I, I jump in a little bit um, with some backstory and some, some deep lore about Megalobox uh, before we kind of move on to any okay. other cool. finishing thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Let's light so, it up. Yeah. Um, this was actually a pseudo-remake of an already existing uh, anime and manga called Ashita no Jo, which is yeah. translated roughly as Tomorrow's Joe, which was one of the first boxing manga made. It hmm. came out in 1968 and ran for a few years um, for 20 volumes. And it's a story about wow. down on his luck, Japanese guy called Joe who finds boxing and then rises up the ranks and starts to like box better opponents and kind of finds himself. And for the 50th anniversary, um, they decided to create a new anime for it. And instead of just adapting the original manga, they decided to completely reboot it and do like a complete universal reset and just go, okay, here is a Ashita no Joe inspired anime called Megalobox. And you see these elements of it. That's quite cool. And like the the gear is completely new. Obviously, it's trying to kind of like draw in mecha fans and stuff like that. But that yeah, yeah, yeah. heart of underdogs fighting back has come through. And it's really interesting that your reaction to this is so positive because Ashton Joe is considered one of 
like the old school original classics, original masterpieces. One of the ever worst done. shows ever. Absolutely awful. Don't watch it. Watch Megalobox instead. No, like it's it's fascinating. That okay, cool. how do you think about um, that? How do you think about that? Come on, Sam, put a sentence together. So, um, yeah, how do I think about that? Well, I, 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 I use my brain to think about that. Going, <laughs> thinking. Yeah, use me noggin, mate. Um, no, I, I think that the, um, the, the, the now you said that there is this, there's one sort of criticism about mm-hmm. this show. There might be more. Let's dig into it. Then. <laughs> we'll see where this thought press this this thread goes. We'll pull on this thread for a bit. Um, there's one criticism that I have for the world setting, and that is the lack of cyberpunk in the rest mm. of the world. So that would make sense if it's almost like an add-on to an existing future world, because there doesn't, you'd think what what would have been nice is, I think what's great about cyberpunk in general is how like they, how the whole world has adapted mm. to new and technology you see it everywhere. in different ways, like in the slums and stuff, they use it. Yeah. And you see it everywhere and you see people using it in different ways and different, even thinking about the cyberpunk. Um, that you we think watch, if it had, um, even in yeah. the, like even with yeah, David's yeah. hometown and his local areas, there were still people using very advanced for us tech, even in these grotty kind of slum areas. So yeah, exactly for Megalobox to have okay, so cool, you get these robot yeah. arms, but also everything else is just desert planet is kind of yeah, yeah, and they've got like a they've got a modern city which we mm. haven't explored yet really so there's every chance that there can be more stuff that comes into it but like the the level of tech and wearable tech and sort of animatronic and like if it's if it's reached the sporting industry you think it would have gone through like um prosthetics and um yeah like medicine and uh warfare and all of these different industries that are like are funded before it ends up as like a sport mm. and people have adapted it because sporting in indicate like in order to for it to make mainstream sports it has to be funded that way so it's it, it feels a little unbelievable mm-hmm. to think that someone's just gone hey let's develop robot arms for our boxers it almost feels like it would come into like, like tertiary military to, like, warfare design, and, right? you know like... it'd all be funded through a, through like a, a more practical purpose and then they'd be like after several years it's like hey what if we had people actually fighting like this in boxing how insane like, would that be and then yes, the technology is already right. there that i think feel like that yeah that would be the path um but again we mm. don't know that that's not the case it's just we haven't seen evidence of that so yeah but that would make sense based on what you said with it being like just added into from this original work from this original i, manga. I will say or, uh, without anime. spoiling anything yeah. don't worry <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it that's fine. Don't worry about it. I won't, I, I, you, you spoil it. It's fine. I'll just, I'll just Don't worry talk about Spider-Man. It's, it's fine. It's all good. Don't worry about it. It's fine. But no, you, like exactly like you say. Oh, like, I won't worry. That's fine. Good. Even in these first three good episodes, the fact that we think about this and it's making you think about this is a, is a testament to the world building, which means that when it comes up, if it comes up later, those kinds of things are like, oh yeah, this is a question that I had about the world. And obviously... Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, going exactly. to... They're taking the time to address it. Other shows might not do something like that. Like if you think back to, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Let's go. Let's go for my favorite punching bag, Sword Art Online. We go back to Sword Art, and we think about hmm. how 
how does the market system work? How does the value of money work? Like we think about all these things and the, the way the trade happens and travel between the different floors and it's just all kind of hand waved away. Whereas in this, it's kind of like mm. the same questions are raised, but we maybe not know, but answers are coming further down the line where a sword art just kind of goes, okay, new game. <laughs> Forget the old systems. Let's just move on and just jump around. Yeah. Yeah, I think um I think the the I think what sort of what I thought you were gonna say is Sword Art and, and shows like that often try and outline as yeah, much as possible at the beginning it. and then not necessarily give they front load it with all of this exposition and information and I think this doesn't do that and again <laughs> yeah makes uh gives gives it gives the show that time to breathe. Um and and be be you you sort of just like they only introduce stuff as mm. it's necessary. Or if like um, the, which again is really as nice. The plot's going, it's like, of... Oh, if this is relevant, they, and they don't have the stupid person that a lot of anime have, which is the person who lives in this world and should understand stuff, but is still asking questions about how the world works. Like everything here is just, yeah, it just yeah. flows. Although Joe does, Joe does not know who Yuri is. Which, I mean, he turned the TV um, off. So, they explain it you know like he's not bothered he's, he's, he's not yeah but like has he just come out he's, he's not like he's just been out today and like these he's won it before it's it's like not knowing elon musk or something to like be fair i couldn't tell you who pop culture the number one boxer in the world is right now yeah but you're not a boxer i'm also not an underground boxer if I was an underground boxer, I would know even less. <laughs> so where are we now, Will? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I was pleased that he went... It, it, I was, ever since the first episode, I was waiting for Joe to do the Brad Pitt yes. move from Snatch, where he says he's going to throw the fight and then anyway. knocks the guy out in the first round <laughs> and just watches the calamity <laughs> watches okay, chaos ensues anyway. um, bang I love yeah. that film Snatch is so good yeah <laughs> so good yeah um, okay let's leave it there should we should we finish things up if you if you want to watch a great show that has an underdog story that isn't too in your face anime and just has um, quite an original aesthetic and building on that cyberpunk you know, last you betting your on, on last fight dollar on you've got to throw the dogs in the at the tenth races round and get the living daylights beaten out of you. Then this is a show that will appeal to give you. I think this is something that is the classic underdog story. It is exactly as you said right at the very beginning. It's Rocky Balboa, but with extra robot parts thrown onto it. And I think our only mm. yeah. Can I also? I was just going to say, um, I, I think it's a bit of a cheap fav- favorite design, but I love this character design. I love that sort of yeah. lean, athletic, quick, but fairly balanced stature of like someone like he's not huge. He's not like tiny. It's like in any sort of it's a it's your typical protagonist. I know, but I'm a sucker it for good. it. You're it's not- just. Like, like you're not like a Goku in, in a game. Right? You're you're all your like stats a, are balanced. Like Goku is kind of like he's he's stacked. You've got like a Deku who is he's lean, but he's also he's a bit too spindly. And then you've got Joe, and he's 
I don't know. I would say Deku is a is a is yeah. a good comparison though. Like compared to his friends and stuff, and like especially like his power set is so broad, and like he's got these stats everywhere. Um, I think, yeah, I I, I never want to be that guy that's like one. You want to have thing, like kind you know, of like yeah, super you want to be strong, again, like super you said, slow, balanced, and you've got your stats in every corner. Yes. And, uh, yeah, and Joe does do that. He's like, he's definitely like, yeah. he's ripped, but also he's not, you know, he's not the, a Dorito man. He's not like absolutely huge. And yeah. that's why it's so like exciting <laughs> to watch him fight because you don't usually bet on the, the leanest, like slimmer guy. No, so, yeah. no. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Give it a watch. We'll leave it there for now. Um, really enjoyed it. Uh, would recommend to any any type of anime uh, or viewer. not um, but hey that's Brilliant. just me let's leave it there right. let's leave it there and welcome everybody to our final section of this week's podcast it is slice of life and i want to begin slice of life this week with confession okay what's the confession sam i didn't watch megalobox this week <laughs> <laughs> oh my god sam <laughs> oh i feel betrayed I've been so busy i thought I've we'd experience so, this so together busy. um like i just got back in from work a few oh minutes before uh starting the podcast well. so i hadn't had time to actually watch it um so i i kind of flew by the seat of my pants well. there and so this is an Forget exclusive that, for all of you who stick around through slice of life um i apologize but I have not watched it. I still love Megalobox. Yeah. I, I adore it deeply. It's, um, season two yeah, was yeah. one of my favorite animes um, of the year when it came out. Um, and I love the story, mm, especially cool. as it's based on Ashton Ojo. But I just wanted to come clean. I didn't want to try and like set a precedent. Yeah, no, that's it was, I could tell <laughs> it was a burden on your soul. It was you eating me up, man. Chest. That's fine. <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll you. forgive you for now. Oh, well, maybe we won't. So maybe actually, we'll hold you, it against you forever. What, of, as of this podcast, you've watched more anime than me. You're, you're three episodes up on me. <laughs> Why did I give you that idea? No. <laughs> yeah, specifically within the realms of this podcast. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Um, okay, that's fine. What else have you been watching then? Or have you just been too busy to watch anything? I've been or playing play anything? I bet you've been fair. playing games. Uh, there's always a bit of time for Zelda. I usually manage yeah, to get yeah, about yeah. an hour of it in after work before then completely crashing. It's like get in, eat, bit of Zelda, go to bed. Um, <laughs> other than that, not really a yeah. lot for me. Um, I rewatched uh, with my partner. One of the other reasons why I couldn't watch because I was like, I can't sit here and justify watching a boxing anime um, when you've come over specifically to watch Spider-Man. So we watched... They would have loved Maybe. it. Maybe. They're not that into <laughs> violence. <laughs> Spider-Man's fine, because Spider-Man's like, it's cartoony. Oh, fine. Anyway, uh, we, I re-watched uh, Into the Spider-Verse, the first of the animated Mars Morales Spider-Man films. And nice. good God, it's still so mm. good. And there, and even coming back to it, it's been a while since I've re-watched it. Yeah. And there's just so many moments where it genuinely kind of like, got to me and like made me tear up and i think it is the it's the music choices it's the direction mm. and it's just what's happening on screen like having like spoilers for spider-verse 2080 a film that everybody has 
probably watched at some point. Um, the bit with um, the original Peter Parker dying at the very beginning of the funeral, that absolutely kills me. Yeah, the yeah, bit yeah. where uh, the spider people kind of try to test Miles and then leave him. And then his dad comes to the door and his dad's just like, look, I, and he's tied yeah, up. And, and it's just like, he's tied up. His dad's saying yeah. that he loves him. He's like, you don't have to say it back. And it's like, oh, no. <laughs> and then the, the what's up danger scene yeah, yeah. where, where he jumps off the skyscraper, goosebumps every time. It's just so well done. And it's just, it's mm. probably, one of not if not my favorite spider-man movie so high up there um yeah and so i'm really excited for this weekend where i'm going to go watch across the spider-verse and then we can reconvene i can't less than 24 hours later to check it out and to talk about it yeah i might actually have to go back and watch it again before a multi-viewer just just to i mean if i can find the time multi-viewer what? There's only a select few films that I've gone to see more than yeah, one. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I mean, because I pay a monthly subscription to the cinema oh, now, I can course. go as many times as I want for free. So um, it doesn't really cost me anything additional, which is quite yeah. a nice option to have. How many films have you um, gone back to see more than once? Like there actually are some other in the cinema? Have you ever gone? I don't. I've never gone back of my of uh, of out of want of with seeing the film. Or... I think I've gone back a few times, like with different groups of people. Yeah, um, but I, mm. so nothing really stands out. Um, probably, probably a Star Wars back in the day, like an Attack of the Clones, um, or... <laughs> like one of the prequels. Poor boy. Yeah, yeah. That that feels like something that every. Every one of my times. friends went to see. I, I remember definitely going with one of my friends. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Anything that... You, uh, yeah, like I said, there's nothing that that I've gone back to just like, I need to see this film again. Um, so I... I remember. N- uh, weirdly you- enough, n- actually, one before I left for Japan. And then when I came to Japan, um, I, I started doing it more frequently. Uh, so the first one was... Uh, the second mm-hmm. My Hero Academia movie. Um, I got to see a special screening in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> and then there were, I went to see it with my housemates yeah. um, because they hadn't seen it. Uh, and then there was another showing at like 10 in the morning in my local cinema. I was <laughs> like, I don't mm. care. I'll go. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, yeah, and again, it's, it's probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I That's think if one I had my more free time, my hero academia piece of media, like full stop. So, like, yeah, I love it. And then mm. when I came to Japan, I went to see um, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero twice. Um, I saw, yeah, Gundam Hathaway mm. twice, and I went. Is it is the, it, uh, it Japanese is Japanese Anne Hathaway biography. Yeah, you have as well. Have yeah. I made that joke yeah, as have. well? Have I made like, oh no! I just got a deja vu. It's getting to the point where we're repeating <laughs> jokes and bits. Damn it! Close it down. Yeah, yeah and and <laughs> I feel like if Spider Verse is really good, then I'll probably go back and and watch it again because it's not going to come out on DVD for absolutely ages. It's yeah, all right. It's, it's, he says it's all right. Listen, and his he yeah. goes back. I I so I've tried my best to block 
I, I, I can imagine it was. The it's not Spider-Man, perfect. Like, Into the Spider-Verse isn't perfect. There's a lot of characters that are underused. It is quite perfect. It's pretty perfect. Some, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, like the pig. Yeah. Um, I, the, the big thing, I've tried to block everything on Twitter so that I don't get spoiled. And, but the thing that keeps popping up is people keep saying like, what the hell was this guy's canon event? And I'm like, what does that mean? I don't understand what this means. It's just like phrases and words. It's just very When they say this people. guy, who are they like, talking they about? They say, oh, what, what the hell was this guy? Like there was Penny Parker from the first film. There was Spider-Cat. There was the, the T-Rex. And I think I can kind of, with enough, with enough context Spider-Cat. clues, I think I know what that means. <laughs> But I don't have confirmation, so I'm just going to just wait. Okay. I just have to last yeah. another five days, and then we're good. Yeah. Anyway, aside from yeah, yeah. Yeah. that, that's all for me. So what, what have you been up to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, apart from watching Spider-Man, um, what else have I been doing? I re- finished um, the third, the second and oh, yeah. third book of the You're Cherub series. that last time. Um, which was the... any improvements yeah um not really it, it's like i think it would have been great to read as a 2000s um young teenager um you know th- sort of 13 14 year old um for me it's it's not gr- not particularly great like i got i got a kick out of it for the first few books but um uh. i won't I, I don't think i'm going to continue with it um there was um it was a really sort of like awkward um, relationship between one of the char- mm-hmm. the main character and his best friend who he finds out is gay. And then it's just some very, um, I don't know, I would say dated conversations around that. Um, like um, he's, 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 a, he's just, yeah, it's just not, it's just not great of the main character is, and it's literature. Like, you know, you don't have characters don't all have to be perfect, but he is the protagonist. He is the main character and it is, um, aimed at a, a younger audience. And I think it's just some of the language and some of the uh, stereotypes and points of, of view are just yeah. a bit, um, dated now. And, uh, and because the books are quite short, they're quite, they're, they're a fun thing. I don't think that would stop me. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Some people probably have some quite, um negative opinions of it it's not it's, it's, not, it's not like, like deal breaking terrible it's like they're still it's friends it's not like dated but you can kind of understand n- no i don't why think so, but... that language was used of the time yeah it very much reminds me of mm. kids at school at that in that era um and the the, the conversations and languages that went on on the playground now it wasn't obviously okay but like definitely sort of yeah. came from that time um but anyway probably not going to go back to that series anyway um i mentioned to you off air i was uh starting to read mark of the fool um the yes, fool the D&D inspired uh, the fool thing by jm clark yeah adventure um series which uh i've got i've got about 10 i've got about a third of the way through um no, not a third of the way through. Okay. Barely. It's quite long, quite long books, I think. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I'm listening on Audible, so it's hard to know exactly how long they are. But yeah. it, was, it was many hours of, of listening, um, and you know, it's it's fine at the minute. Like I'm I'm enjoying it. I think my my question is like, are all D and D campaigns basically the same? Um, and I think that they in in a yes way that like. And- 
<laughs> they, there's a group of heroes that go it's off like, and defeat, oh, there's a defeat big bad, bad doing things. Thing, but before um, you can get basic. to him, here's a thousand side quests that every player will ruin on purpose or with... Maybe they didn't mean it to be on purpose, <laughs> but they've ruined it anyway. And the D&D has to fly by the seat of his pants and try to bring things back together. So it's not like... So I, th- I think my, my, my worry is that seeing it in story form where... Like the whole the point improv. of D and I think, is not necessarily ninety percent of the time amazing yeah. stories. I think it's if your regular experience games, that you're sitting around a table with your mates and, at the top of a game shop or in in your friend's lounge doing whatever, it is the experience of just being there together, telling a silly story, having a bit of fun, killing some monsters, overcoming a challenge, that feeling of like completing yeah. a quest. What I think D and D has been marketed as. Yeah more recently especially with uh the advent of um streamers like critical role is an epic story that comes together and plays to every individual member of the group's um backstory and this and you can do that it takes a skilled dm to do that but also it's very heart and soul dnd is just a very silly thing to do with your friends and just have a bit of fun with okay which is why I'm a bit nervous about per- pursuing this series because clearly mm, it has to go down the epic have fantasy arc. route because you've got a whole series of books and it's you need to have an arc. And I just don't know whether I'm going to really buy into it because mm. I know how it should end, defeating Sometimes the big bad. And that's not necessarily like that. a bad thing. Like hmm. most show, most epic fantasies do. Yeah, most most epic fantasies do, but... I don't know. I just feel like I don't know whether I've seen. I don't I've know. seen it all. I, I just don't know how I feel about it at the minute. I'm a bit apprehensive to go into something that is for is formulaic. As yeah, formulaic is, is, is I think that's right. the right phrase. Yeah, I'm worried that it's going to be too formulaic. But then we fall into the trap, right? Like, um, but anyway, we'll see. I I like formulaic stories because I can I can get a story, and even if I know where it's going, it's the the ride along the way, it's the characters along the way, it's the the different designs, the different music, the different whatever. Yeah. And, and, you know, sometimes it's good to just have a really simple hero's journey story. And that's okay. I think in the age of people having more media literacy, we need to just chill the... We need to just chill out and just <laughs> We're gonna get enjoy yeah. stories from time to time. But... Yeah, no, I get that, and I get that, and it's not. A qu- I'm not like saying I need subversion yeah. and all of that sort of stuff that we've we've talked about before. My my worry is that if the characters aren't strong enough and the events yeah. aren't written in an interesting enough way, then yeah. it is just a paint by numbers adventure where they're just going to talk me through what happens at each stage, and I'm not going to feel anything. Like so far. I really like the protagonist. He's a fun fool. guy and he's playing the fool and he's he's got some quips and I'm like, hey, that's quite a nice way of doing that. He's quite smart. He's quite um, quippy. But already it's got very serious and they're in a cave now and they're going to have to fight a few monsters. And I'm like, are they just going to describe them defeating these monsters and then they're on to the next adventure? Mm. Like, are, is there going to be anything about out. this series that really grabs mm. me and makes it stand out and that's what i think is harder when you're doing something like epic fantasy because at the end of the day they do all have that 
Same and so for all our listeners out there, I recommend hands. Goblin Slayer. And they've also the, got to like the standard fantasy show where yeah. nothing bad ever happens. <laughs> oh dear, That's right, we've rambled on far there. too long. Let's leave it there. Thank you all for listening and getting this far. And we will see you next week for another one of the episodes of Gateway to the Universe. Peace out.